Project Aryag Day 11. Mitzvah Samachay is a mitzvah not to oppress a Yasam or an The Torah says, Call Amana the Yasam Laisa Anun, a widow or an orphan, don't oppress them. And therefore, a person is to go out of his way to make sure that the way he deals with them and treats them is with kindness and with compassion. Says the Chinuch, Misharashah Mitzvah, the reasons for the mitzvah, just like we saw by the Ger, are people who naturally don't have anyone to protect them in society. There's no man to look after them like a husband to do for his wife or a father for his children. Therefore we instructed to act with kindness, with mercy. We have to treat them just as if there was somebody who would stand up for them. We have to go out of our way to look after them even more than we would do for a normal person who would have their parents or their husbands, respectively. Right. And therefore, because the Apostle says that if they call out to Hashem, He answers them straight away and they naturally feel more vulnerable, therefore a person has to go out of his way to treat them respectfully to treat them well says the Chinuch right this mitzvah would apply in every place and every time both a man and a woman and if a person is over in it and he tries to harm them to hurt them or to steal from them or in any way to treat them shaloka din so he's over in this late I say and even though it's not something which gives malchus because there isn't a specific action that a person is prohibited from doing. Nevertheless, the Torah already gives a punishment. As Hashem says, Hashem will kill the offender and then he'll put his wife in the position of a widow and his children in the role of Yisraelim. Even in a case where a person would be allowed to, so to speak, treat somebody in a... In a more harsh way, which is for their benefit. For example, someone, a, a Rav teaching his Talmidim. But a person has to be extra careful with a student who is a Yasim to be even more compassionate than he would with other people. The Rambam calls this one mitzvah. The Ramban, like he said before, that when you have two Labim, two different examples with one Lotai, say, like over here the Torah says, don't oppress a widow and orphan, the two categories. So in a case like that, the Ramban would count this as two mitzvahs. Now there's an extra dimension to this mitzvah which applies to Bastin, and that is Bastin has, has the responsibility to protect the financial affairs of the Yasum. And if that's the case, being as he isn't able to look after his father's property or estate, then Bastin are entrusted to appoint a court of Petropolis to look after the finances of the Yasum. And Similarly, if it would come to a court case, Basin would be instructed to see if there's any way that they can claim on behalf of the Yasim what he would be able to say or what his father might have been able to claim had he been alive. And Basin even relaxed certain dinim, such as Avak Ribis, which means certain transactions which look like Ribis in the case of a Yasim, and they allowed him to invest in such a thing which would give him an advantage. Similarly, the normal halacha of transactions between people is that 
Even though Midoraisa, if a person gives money for something, he acquires it. Rabbonin changed that. And they said that it's only ownership is only transferred when a person actually hands over the object, what we call Meshecha. That applies between two different people. When it comes to Hektash, which is something a person buys or sells to the treasury of the base of Mikdash, so then the transfer of the money is what's going to be binding. When it comes to Yisoyimim, Basin gave them a, the advantage of both. In other words, if somebody would have taken something from them, bought something from them, they've taken the object and they wouldn't have given the money. So in this case, the Yisoyimim can claim the advantage of it since they haven't yet been paid, they can go back on the deal. And something the other way around. If someone would have given the money and not just given taken the object, there too, the Yisoyim would be allowed to change the deal if it would no longer be in their benefit. However, Rabbanin said in this last case that even though the Moicher, the other party, can't be Chayzer, we don't want the Yosem to be Chayzer either because otherwise no one will want to do business with them because the, they will feel that they're always going to lose. Same thing the other way around. If the, they would pay for something and afterwards they want to change before they had taken the object, they can go back on the sale. And if the Mishnah wanted to buy something and gave the money, then the Meicher was selling, was allowed to back out of the deal and give back the money. That's what the Gemara calls that he accepts on himself Mishapara, which means that even though he's reneging on a deal, being as he hasn't given the object, he isn't bound by the deal and he can go back on it. And this is also for the benefit of the Yosemim, because that otherwise the Meicher could say, your things which you bought, which are my property, got ruined and got destroyed. And this way, since the Yasin doesn't take responsibility for it until he gets the object, therefore the seller has to look after it until he transfers it to the Yasin. Mitzvah Samachvav is the mitzvah of lending money to a poor person. The Torah says, Mikasef Talbe Ami, which means when you lend money to Esani Imuch, to the poor one among my people. And Chazal learned from here that it's not optional. But it's a chiyuv, that if a person needs a loan, and someone's the ability to give to them, then it's a chiyuv to lend them money. The chinuch explains that in a way, the, the mitzvah of lending money is a bigger chesed than giving tzedakah, because if a person is already reduced to the level they have to beg, and he's already had to embarrass himself, so to speak, to ask for handouts, then he's not as... A, it's not as hard for him. He's not as hurt by the possibility of other people knowing his plight as someone who's not yet in that position, but is afraid of getting there. And therefore, the amount that someone can help him by giving him a loan, which will help him stabilize himself and prevent him from falling into the category of needing to take stalker, is a bigger rachamim. For this message, the Chinuch says, that once again, Hashem wants Israel to be used to doing chesed with each other because it's perfect to their midas. Based on the way that they perfect themselves with their good midas, that makes them more worthy of getting the toiv Hashem wants to give them. Because Hashem's toiv, Hashem's bracha, only rests on somebody who deserves it. Really, a Kaddish Baruch Hu could directly give the poor person. So why does he make it 
the responsibility of the wealthy to look after his poor brother. And so like the Gemara says, when Rabbi Kiva told Tonus Rufus, it's there for the, the Asher, the wealthy person, to get the advantage of doing the mitzvah. And for the Ani, it has to go through the embarrassment of having to ask for money. So for him, it's a kapara. Whatever she wants to give him a kapara for, the embarrassment which he gets is a stands in place of a kapara. The dinner of the mitzvah, in other words, the priority of if a person has to give who has to give to first, that there's a priority for a Talmud Chacham or a priority for a relative or someone who's closer to a person. And the maila of how worthy and beloved a person is to Hashem, who does give stock and lend an ani, the Pasuk says, Malva Hashem he lent it to Hashem. And also the reverse, how much a person is despised in the eyes of Hashem if he has the ability to help another Jew and he refuses to do that. The Gemara elaborates on, and this mitzvah would apply equally to man and to woman in any time and place. Mitzvah Samach Zayin, and that is, if we lend money to, a, to someone who needs money, no tiyel he shouldn't be like a creditor who is always pressing him to repay his loans. Not just to repay his loans, included in this also is not to look for rubies, which means not to look for interest on the loan that he paid, that he borrowed. Mishar Shea Mitzvah Likbar Lone Midas Achesed Vachemla Again, it's a mid of rachamim to feel sorry for the person who is in a position that he owes money, he can't afford to pay it, and therefore not to pressure him to, to feel guilty that he hasn't yet paid his debts. And once again, if we show that we have that mid of chesed, then it entitles us more to deserve the chesed Hashem wants to give us. Right. The Gemara goes so far as to say that if someone owes me money, even if I wouldn't say a word, I would just walk in front of them to remind them of the fact that I'm a debt, that they owe me money, I'm a creditor, would also be included in this issue. And then this mitzvah, like the previous one, applies both to men and to women in any time and place. And even if, if a person were over this mitzvah, he wouldn't get malchus because it's not, a, it's not considered a love which is a miser, but it's considered over the, the mitzvah of the Torah. The next mitzvah, mitzvah samaches is not to be involved in a deal, a transaction which involves ribis. In other words, the Isra of ribis is not just for the loiver and the malva, the borrower and the lender, that's also, also for sure, but it even applies to the scribe, to the witnesses, to the judge, to the guarantor, anybody involved in a transaction which involves ribis. And then what the Torah says, that it's similar enough, don't be part of uh, a transaction which puts a debt of interest on the borrower. The reason for the mitzvah says, Hashem looks out for Kaisal. Hashem didn't want one person to take advantage of the other and take all his assets without the other person noticing it. Until he finds, because of the interest he has had to pay, that he's been depleted of everything he owns. That's what Ribis does. It's like, like the mission says, it's like a snake which bites and silently, and a person doesn't realize how much he's losing as a result of having to pay interest. Which is what's called neshech, which is a noshach, it's like it bites him. Right, and this applies in every time and place, both the men and the ladies. And a person who's over in this and is involved in a deal of ribis is over in this lab, but there's no malchus over here because, like money tree him, a person could be paid the money which was taken, and therefore there really is a punishment in the Torah for such a lab. The next mitzvah, mitzvah samachtes, 
זה מצווה, נפלס את זה אלוקים, לא את הקלל. Magician means don't curse אלוקים. It could be referring to a judge, because the judges are sometimes called Elohim, and it could be referring to Hashem. And that is, it's also the Chassam to curse against Hashem. Now, even though there's a difference in the penalty, that a person who curses the judge is Chayv Elav, and Loitai say, a person who curses Chassam Tavishmaim gets killed. But even the Torah later on defines the punishment for a person who curses Klafei Malo, but it doesn't say an Isur. And the rule the Torah always is, is that the Torah first always says an Isur, don't do something, and only afterwards it gives a punishment. And therefore, since we don't find another place in the Torah where there would be an Isur against such a curse, we understand that this Pasuk is the source of the Isur, not a curse. Why does the Torah always do that? That it has to first warn someone before it punishes. The Chinuch explains, because otherwise the person might think that this is a punishment, but it's not forbidden to do. So if a person wants to do the forbidden activity and suffer the punishment, he's allowed to do that. That's what the Torah always first says, that's not an option. You're not allowed to do it. And the punishment is for the person who transgresses the Esur and does it when they're not meant to do so. The Torah tells us first, that HaKadosh Baruch doesn't want us to do it because we're not met with also for us to do it and the punishment is just a deterrent. The reason for the mitzvah not to curse says that the Dayanim shouldn't be afraid of what the, the litigants might do to them or curse them. That's why they won't be scared to render a emestikadin the real sack. The same thing against uh, anything one would want to do against the dying. There's another reason for the mitzvah also. Cursing the judge will bring many other problems. Because most people who have been judged against will hate the Maybe therefore speaking bad about him, cursing him, will cause him to want to try and take revenge on him. Right? Because yes, if they're going to say what they want about him, it might bring him to do it as well. It'll destroy the basis of the justice system if the judges are afraid of being attacked, so to speak, by the people they're judging. Right. The din of cursing in the Torah, which is the chayv a person the punishment, is a person who curses with Shem Hashem, that Hashem should do to you whatever it's going to be. It has to be specifically Lashem HaKodesh, a curse in any language would work, and in order to punish the person that gives the curse, we would need Adem and Hasra, like every penalty. And therefore this Esau would apply in any time and place, both to women and to men, and if a person is Mokhara the Dayan, he gets Marcus. It's one of the three cases, where even though it's uh, a very which is done by Dibur with speech that has a penalty of Malchus. And the next mitzvah, mitzvah Ayn, is the Isser against Chasm cursing Klapimala towards Hashem. The reason for the mitzvah says the Chinuch A person becomes altogether an evil person if he's going to speak badly against Hashem. We know a Nechshav Kabahim, it's always like an animal. 
the very faculty that Hashem gave a person, which makes him a human being, and not an animal, which means the ability to speak, and that's his prestige, that's his advantage as a human being, he uses that to remove himself from any boundaries, and it makes him despicable as a sheretz, as a, the lowest form of animals. Hashem wonder what's good for us, we shouldn't debase ourselves to that level. And therefore any speech a person says, which will degrade the person, that's against what Hashem wants. Here also, a person's only chayib, the penalty if he mentions one of Hashem's names, and when the Adim came to give evidence, obviously they wouldn't want to repeat the words of the curse. So they would use a kinu, a, a, a slang term, an expression for what he said, until before the, the final time Basin had to give the verdict, then the Adim would have to repeat exactly what they heard, and the Basin would have to stand up and tear Kriya like anybody who has a curse of Hashem would have to tear Kriya. The penalty for such a person is against Skela. And if a person would curse Hashem, Hashem, Hashem of Adizara, so even though that's not in the category that Torah is talking about, it's only a curse for Hashem, Hashem. But there's a deal of Kanoi and that if a person at the time who hears it and wants to, so to speak, take revenge for Hashem's honor, he's allowed to, he's allowed to kill the offender. The deal that a person has to take Kriya when he hears a curse Hashem towards Hashem is only if it would be a Jew. By a guy, who doesn't take Kriya, the Svara is because otherwise you would have to take Kriya all day long. This Isra applies both to men and to women in every time and place. And like we said, if it has Adim and Asra, then the person who does so is Chayav Skela, in a case with the Basin who could administer the death penalty. But today we don't have that ability, but at least we have the ability to put someone in Kharim, to excommunicate them, and if the Khinab says today, that's what we would have to do. Mitzvah Ayn Aleph is not to Mekalal a Nasi, a leader. That's the second part of the Pasuk. But Nasi Ba'amchul Laitar. And that applies to a leader or a king. It doesn't have to be only the king. Anybody who's considered the leader of Klai Yisrael would this will reply to as well. The reason for the Mitzvah says the Chinuch. The Pishri Yafshali Yishu Bnei Odom. Mivli Shiyasa Echad Mibaneim Roish Ala Acherim. Lazis Mitzvahse. In any society there has to be a leader who everyone listens to. And he makes the rules for the society. If people think differently, they'll never agree spontaneously to do the same thing. And as a result of that, there'll be no unity in what they do. They have to accept one authority. That way they can be successful because they'll all listen to whoever the authority is going to be. It's better than the argument between people who don't accept anyone's opinion, which will, won't progress society at all. And now, if that's the case, since the person who's chosen as the leader is responsible for whatever happens, matters of religion, to protect the society from people who want to take advantage of each other, we have to respect that person, we look after him so that people respect what he says. And therefore, not to curse him. Because that just diminishes his respect.
bread. The halacha, once again, a curse which is punishable is only if a person curses B'Shem Hashem. And here also there will be a of Malchus. Not just for cursing a king, but also for cursing another member of Israel. It applies equally to men and women. In any place where there is a Jewish leader that uh, would fit in the category of a Nazi, and in a place where there's a basin who can administer punishments, then you'll be given Malchus. One more mitzvah, mitzvah ein base, and that is there's a seder Hashem gave us of how we have to separate from the, our crops, mikurim and truma and meisa, in the order which the Torah tells us. And the Torah says a pasuk that we can't, so to speak, change the order. What the order is meant to be is first when a person has a new fruit, he separates the fruit as mikurim. When he harvests it. And he brings the all into the storage place. He separates Truma Gedola, which is given to the Kohen. With the rice, the Truma Gedola could be any amount. The abundance said it as, for a person who's generous, 1 in 40. For the average, 1 in 50. For a person who's stingy, 1 in 60. After having taken Truma Gedola, a person has to take Maserishan, which is 10%, which is given to the Levi. After that, he has to take a second 10% of all the remaining amount, which is either given to the Oni, to the poor person in the third and the sixth year of the cycle, or taken up and eaten in Yerushalayim in the other four years of the six-year cycle. And that has to be done in that order. A person who does it in the wrong order would be over on this issue. The reason for the mitzvah says the chinuch, If a person does things in the order the Torah wants, then he won't make mistakes. When a person doesn't do things in a Masuridic or organized way, it's going to cause mistakes the whole time. And since Trumus and Maestros is in Dava Gadol, that's an important thing that we're going to have to see. Therefore, Hashem was in Tzavah to be careful with them not to mix them up, not to come to a situation where they're going to make mistakes. Besides which, if Trumus and Maestros haven't been taken properly, then the food isn't allowed to be eaten. It's called Tevel, and a person's forbidden to eat it. And therefore also, if one doesn't go in the right order, it's likely that what you'll be eating afterwards will be also. What happens if a person takes things in the wrong order? The Gemara differentiates between at what stage it was holding. Were the wheat stalks already put into bundles or they still just in the pile? In the one case, one doesn't have to redo what he's done. In the other, a person will have to, one is allowed to, even if he took the mesa first, not redo and take the trimmer before the mesa. Mitzvah would apply to both man and woman any time when there's truma and maestros to take. There's a show him when the mitzvah of truma is deraisa, if it's only in the time of all the Jewish people being there to stroll, or even not like that. Whenever this mitzvah would apply, so then there would be a chiyuv not to mix up the order of the things one has to separate. And even if a person would do it wrong, the maestro, there wouldn't be the penalty of Malchus over here um, for changing the order of the gifts he has to give.